All right, here we are going back to it for Misinformational with Rebecca Jones. I am your co-host, Dr. Cindy Banier, and I am here with the smoky-eyed and ever-fabulous Rebecca Jones. How's it going, Rebecca? Oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> but other than Why that, are you so um, tired? It took about a month hiatus. I have to be honest, sometimes spending, you know, all of your energy and researching all of the lies that are circulating in the world and how how they got there is it can be heavy, um, especially when you're dealing with issues of public health or national security, war, things like that. Um, so sometimes it's good to step away, but we are stepping back in. Yeah, we are back in. Yes. And we appreciate that. And you're absolutely correct. It's just it gets to me, too. It gets to me, uh, you know, and I'm also here in the oppressive state of Florida still. At least you have reached escape velocity, but I am down in the South where, since you've been gone, Collier County has basically seceded from the United States. And they also lost one of the January 6th insurrectionists who skipped out the day before his sentencing is and now is currently on the FBI's most wanted list. And that's Christopher Bear Spray Whirl. Nice. Good times. Yeah, Florida's had a, a lot of craziness swirling around it um, as Ron DeSantis's presidential hopes, you know, are crashing and burning in slow motion, it seems like. The latest one actually happened yesterday, and it was when Florida Governor DeSantis, along with Dr. Demon Seaman, the Surgeon General, decided well, to right. be the only place in the world where they're advising against people taking the updated COVID booster shots this fall. Yeah, and, they were like, fuck uh, vaccines. <laughs> yes. And quick reminder about who this guy is. We call him Dr. Demon Seaman somewhat affectionately because he was part of the frontline doctors organization who, none of which were frontline doctors, but whatever, and um, was party to a talk in which people actually claimed that the vaccines had demon sperm, Satan sperm inside oh. of them. So we call him Dr. Demon Seaman. Last year, he was caught, well, earlier this year, he was caught doing it. Last year, he did it, um, fabricating vaccine research so that it would support his policy position of not recommending vaccines for younger people. Fabricated those results, personally manipulated them uh, to make the research look like it said something it didn't, which should ring a bell, because uh, that's exactly what happened to me in 2020 under a different Surgeon General who was basically exiled early on. And so Florida's, they're not doing good, and it's starting to come clear that DeSantis plans on taking out all of his angst and rage on the people of Florida, because mm -hmm. no one likes him. Go figure. Yeah. Yeah, I I uh, heard a recent clip from the campaign trail with him, and even the commenters, uh, it was Pod Save America, full, full full disclosure, but they were like, "Wow, that the way he talks is really um, just really off putting too." And he's like, "We wonder why nobody likes him." It's because when he talks, he talks down to you in like the tone of voice that he talks, and it's just like an awful like whiny sound to begin with so yeah and he's he's gone even further than right of trump and apparently just stealing his stuff now he tweeted out today that he's going to build the wall so desantis cool. is going to try to usurp trump's wall thing 
but you know, and, and we're happy that DeSantis is, is failing I mean, to, to say the least yeah. personally. I've been having this bottle of champagne chilling for several months now, just waiting until it's official so I can pop that sucker open. But we also are losing a voice of sanity and reason on the Republican side. Mitt Romney has announced that he is not going to seek re-election. Yep. And um, that this will be his last term because of his age. Imagine that, somebody retiring from Congress because they get old, even though Mitt Romney physically looks like one of the younger people there. But um, mm -hmm. this comes right after his, doc or not documentary, autobiography or biography is coming out and which he shared some pretty intense text with uh, Mitch McConnell and a couple of other people right before January 6th. I think it was between January 2nd and 3rd, basically begging them to do something. He, he literally went through the whole thing exactly as it happened, said, this is what they think is going to happen. And can you please do something? Because I don't trust Trump to try to put a stop to this. Mm -hmm. And of course, those they just ignored him. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's funny that we look back at Mitt Romney and what his ills were. You know, there's binders full of women, which is a classic. You know, there's so quaint now. Yeah, the mom <laughs> jeans photo is a classic. I accidentally attached that set of my resume recently to somebody. I don't think I'm going to get that call. Um, <laughs> I just went to recents and I thought it, it was like a bunch of letters and numbers. And I thought it was the resume I downloaded. And so I attached it and hit send before I realized that it was, it was a picture of Mitt Romney and his mom jeans. Um, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I'm too embarrassed to even follow up with, I'm sorry about that. Here's my actual resume. <laughs> that time, probably be Mitch Connell as a turtle. But um, uh, yeah, it's so great. It, things in politics are not good. Um, that makes it ripe for people trying to split apart their own party, which means that we've got to sort through the bullshit within the Republican Party side and who to believe yeah. when it's, you know, Kevin McCarthy versus Matt Gates. Um, so that, that's, there's not a lot of yeah. great options there, right? Um, yeah, we have the government shutdown looming here at the end of September. If they DeSantis don't pass. Hmm? DeSantis is apparently demanding that they shut down the government. Yeah, cool. And the mantra of the folks that have been wanting to do that is, oh, well, you would never notice because the government doesn't do anything anyway. Okay, that's that's false. Okay, because let's let's just put this out there. I've had the greatest joy of saying this to my classes uh, when I teach American government is you can like poo poo the government all you want because that's what partisans have been telling you to do. But the fact of the matter is, is the federal government is the single largest employer in the country. So if the federal government stops paying people and by the way this they don't they do this in two ways sometimes they furlough people and those people just don't get paid but then there's the special group of people who are essential and they have to keep working without pay so it's really like a disgusting and disingenuous thing to say to the American people that you would never even notice because there are literally millions of Americans who will notice directly in their bank account if the federal government shuts down and we go through this every few years Every few years, and by the way, um, every time the government's been shut down, I think in the last like 50 years, it's been under a Republican House. Yep. Um, every few years we go through this Republican shutdown threat and have to dispel all of these lies. And it's like no one is learning. Yeah, Even if they read it, they're not learning and observing this. And that's there's a whole lot of psychology behind that and it's super problematic and I don't have any of the answers 
for that issue of not of knowledge retention. Um, maybe well, right all over it's, not, it's not only that because it's like well, I think we ex we elect people and we expect them to kind of like do their job, right? Like take care of the government. But there's this small faction of extreme right fiscal conservative Republicans, most of whom are funded by extremists like Club for Growth. They're part of the Freedom Caucus and they want to crash the economy to bring about this revolution in the Republican Party and to trash Joe Biden so that they can get Trump elected. I mean, this is not just a willy-nilly thing. These, I mean, a lot of these folks really fundamentally believe that we should roll back all of the government programs, Social Security, Medicare, you name it. They want to shut down the Department of Energy. They want to shut down the Department of Education. These are extremists, and they're being funded by billionaires uh, who believe it, like Coke, like Uline. And it's uh, very, very dangerous because actually our government does a heck of a lot of things, everything from ports to, you know, taking care of our nuclear weapons, right? <laughs> like we kind of have to think about that kind of stuff. And they, they're willing to do this kind of brinkmanship for their own political gain. And it's really gross. Um, I also saw recently, but, you know, based on this too, I, I don't want anybody to ever talk about the Republicans being good for the economy again, because every week of a shutdown contracts the economy by 15%. Okay. So like, or 0.15. Okay. So we have a contraction that happens if we do this. So this is not just like, oh, the government doesn't work well, and this is how we're going to solve it. No, this is creating economic chaos for political gain. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, so, I've really, like, I've spent so much time trying to, to like you said, educate people on it because we're, we're all, we're honestly, we're just kind of victims of this. Like we, we, you know, it's a small group of people in the, in the Congress, even amongst Republicans that are willing to go to war with Kevin McCarthy for these means. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, Kevin McCarthy is so terrible as a leader, he's going to let him do it. I was looking at some of the breaking news stuff coming out. Um, oh, yeah. Hunter Biden. They got him on a gun charge. Who fucking cares? Please, God, put I him in jail. People are like, oh, we shouldn't get special treatment. He is getting special treatment. You guys are declaring that the Department of Justice investigated him for what a police department should be doing. You're yeah, for being a crackhead. Whatever. Allocation of federal resources to investigate the child of your political opponent because apparently you don't trust local law enforcement to do it properly because they declined to prosecute. So all the, it, everything is projection and hypocrisy. And don't get me wrong, there's plenty of it on our side, but what they're capable of is a million times worse. And yeah. it's telling people not to get vaccinated is sick and evil. Um, but I mean, DeSantis is already known as, you know, governor death, you know, or death Santos, whatever you want to call them for all of the lies and the people they've gotten killed. But there doesn't seem to be a real effective way of better communicating this because the media falls for it every single time. It's right. one of the biggest problems. And oftentimes, liberals are reticent to say that the media is playing a very big role in this and they're not doing their part and they're making things worse. But that's the truth. And of course, the media is not homogenous. You know, uh, MSNBC is not the same thing as Breitbart. Those are not equally extreme. But things like Politico, who, you know, every time that Ron DeSantis takes a poop, they got to write an article or The Hill, which seems to be obsessed with trying to revitalize his failing campaign by posting about him 100 times. 
that's the kind of stuff that isn't so transparently political, but it's absolutely being made as an editorial decision to promote okay. these people because their institution supports them. And that's unfortunate. That's the thing that every journalist doesn't want you to believe about their newsroom. And for many well-respected newsrooms, that's not the case. But there are quite a few that make it very clear that they have sides and mm -hmm. try to pass it off as unbiased. And Politico and The Hill are two of the worst. Yeah. I'd like to look at the, uh, is it the Ad Fontes. Have you ever seen that breakdown of where the different news organizations uh, come in? That's hard to do, though, because... Yeah. I've seen some of them and it changes so rapidly that you kind sure. of almost need to do it like every six months. Well, I think we actually do it like every, they release a new one every month, I think now. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Maybe I was looking at an old one, but it didn't have some of the very far right ones being on the very far right. And um, I, I was like, this is, this is either very old or very wrong. Well, I started following them on social media. So now they've actually started doing that analysis for like podcasts and different types of media as well. So they've they've opened it up, uh, you know, trying to help people, people stay on top of it and to know kind of where their sources. They actually have it's like a quadrant, too. It's like not only just like how right and left but how factual they are in terms of do they take in, you know, hyperbole and stuff like that. Um, so, hey, I did see one piece of uh, breaking news or coming out that uh, the NASA is going to appoint a UFO director. Jesus. <laughs> what, you don't want to talk about UFOs today? You know, I had I did live TV about UFOs back when that happened because I have I wrote master's you know thesis on satellite imagery and detection of minute changes in the Earth's surface. So yeah, I'm pretty. So they all called me and they're like, "Hey, do you want to talk about UFOs?" And I was like, "No, uh, I don't know anything about UFOs. I can tell you why your sensors are are now reflecting more objects in the atmosphere than they used to be." They're like, "That sounds fancy. Great." <laughs> And so I went on there and there and I tried to explain, and this is, I think we've discussed this briefly in a previous episode, back when the weather balloon fiasco happened, that the reason we were seeing so many objects in the atmosphere is because we've been basically filtered for noise. So small objects or objects that had certain signatures, like a flock of birds, you can't have our entire like North American system going off every time a flock of geese is on the move. Right. Um, we filtered all that out. And for a, a short period after the whole spy balloon thing, we turned it off. And so all of a sudden people were hearing stories about like hundreds or thousands of unidentified objects in the sky. And there was a perfectly legitimate reason for it. But of course it became aliens. And I think at one point on one of those interviews, I was asked like, Oh, do you think it's little green men? And I was like, I don't think any serious person who studies anything involving planetary science would say that they think that there's little green men flying around in hobby balloons. And um, I said it with a big smile like that, too. <laughs> and they were like, well, you're no fun. Yeah, they're like, don't come back. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm actually, a, am very much more in the realm of Stephen Hawking on my perspective of life on other planets. I believe it exists. And I believe if it ever comes here, it's we're done. Um, but at any rate, yeah, it's, <laughs> I forget how I got on that diatribe. Oh, because I said that the uh, NASA appointed a oh, UFO yes. director. So, so you're going to bring up your buddy Tim Burchett. So yeah, uh, is it? 
No, I'm sure he's tweeting about it now. But oh, Tim loves aliens. If you guys haven't picked up on my fun little banter on Twitter with Tim Burchett, you should definitely check it out. Uh, we have a, like a cool little back and forth going on. It's totally sarcastic because he is very, very conservative. He's definitely a MAGA type, um, but he's he is a devout and true believer in aliens and Area 51 and all this other stuff. And so I like to have fun with him a bit. Um, he's a Republican from Tennessee, and I don't know why he's obsessed with aliens, but he did, I think, chair the investigations about it with the whistleblower. I'm, I'm not sure what happened to that, um, which was also run by the Florida Trash Trio um, of Anna Paulina Luna, who yeah. was a stripper uh, in Matt Gaetz's district once upon a time, and then Matt Gaetz. And then Matt Gaetz's best buddy, Jared Moskowitz. And um, so those three together were doing the whole UFO investigation because Congress is a joke. And apparently NASA, I guarantee you, they're not having much uh, choice in this. They're probably being appropriated funding for it. And they're like, hell, we'll just take the money for it. We can study you know, deep space stuff. Uh, if they're smart, that's what they'll do. But Jesus. Yeah, can we, can we try to make life livable on this planet the one that we have before no fuck that we're going to mars like elon musk he can go he can fucking go you should go first he go first it's like here elon why don't you take your own rocket and go take you and all of your children a through z or whatever he's named them all well one of them go terraform it for us it's really interesting that author that's writing the book about him talked quite a bit about how his daughter his trans daughter hates him and um how that's kind of fueled his hard right turn and uh it's all transphobia because his child hates him for being a radical republican and a bad dad and he and apparently it's he's blaming the school i, I wanted to circle this back to you know making viral disinformation yeah i did this really campy video earlier today about how to make a viral outrage tweet and um you guys should all well, watch it with becky is hilarious you're gonna yes, love it with becky that's what i started calling it so i'm gonna start breaking down you know how what are the ingredients that you need to make something highly offensive and outrageous become viral and it's really a straight up formula every single time you can use like the same five basic ingredients you know you've got manufactured outrage so we're gonna pretend that we're the other side is mad at us about this thing that they're not and that you know we're fighting back against it which we're not because they're not promoting that um usually about a culture war issue you can get the straw man argument over and over and over again. I'm going to ask this and, and act like it's an opinion that many people hold when in fact, nobody, nobody thinks that. But now that I've suggested it, people are going to start taking. But the straw man, you know, fallacy is presenting an idea that is shared as if many people hold it when they don't uh, to get people to pick sides, just to further divide people upon this idea that nobody actually has, you know, automation helps a big, Part. We've seen that with bot networks, with troll networks. It helps to amplify your message if you have 100 different accounts all sharing your content all the time. And um, what I call globbing. So globbing onto already trending topics, globbing onto breaking news, you know, hijacking hashtags. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you direct all your account activity to a subject or person who already has a lot of visibility. And I have people who do that 
and get paid 600 and some dollars a month to do it. My stalkers are now bragging that X pays them. I think the last one was like $658 a month to do nothing but stalk and harass me. And I got paid like 130. So that's always fun. And that was one of the things we came to at the end is welcome to our very first episode of Baking with Becky. And today we are cooking a viral outrage tweet. We've got our ingredients ready to go and we are going to break down how people spread viral fake outrage. So stay tuned. First, we start with the most dangerous element. Now, you don't want to be careful because this is toxic and explosive, and it's called manufactured outrage. Now, this lets mostly conservatives refocus and try to reframe who their opposition is and what they want. Here's one viral example. You can see from that picture that this tweet, which is actually from a person who formerly worked with the Russian Disinformation Network, was targeted to make it seem like liberals hate white people or beautiful blonde people or beautiful blonde white people. That is the basis of this tweet. It is making it seem like they are anti-white. It was perfect clickbait. Everybody engaged with either outrage or support. There was even a pitch of, and this is optional, fake outrage in reverse. So. This is their main ingredient. This is the key that makes this explosive batch work. Next up are our straw man arguments. So these arguments try to frame a question as if anybody would possibly believe it, when in reality they don't. This is something that you will see a lot of people try to claim to play devil's advocate with, but are really promoting propaganda that's meant to cause divisiveness and drive clicks. Viral outrage depends on the perfect combination of racism, sexism, misogyny, homophobia, transphobia, and xenophobia in order to get this batch to be explosive and go viral. So you want to make sure that you're very generous with that. And of course, where would Twitter be without automation? So if your viral outrage video or meme or whatever it is you're trying to share isn't going viral just quite yet, added some bots, trolls, and paid targeted harassment campaigns. These will ensure that one person running 50 different Twitter accounts will comment, share, post, and like all of your outrageous fake rage tweets. Another way of making sure that your viral whataboutism goes viral indeed is hashtag hijacking. This is quite similar to one of our other ingredients, breaking news. We call this globbing on. If something is already trending, or if an account is already very popular, by re repeatedly and consistently commenting on those topics, trends, or persons, you can elevate yourself too, especially when you have 50 counts doing it. Now if you're thinking, why on earth would anyone do this? Well, there's a very good reason. It's because people get paid to do it on Twitter now. That's right, Twitter pays and incentivizes harassment and outrage. By paying people with blue checks, they get to monetize on their hatred. Now that we're all done and our ingredients are mixed and it doesn't create exact C4, let's put it in our Twitter oven and see what comes out. recipe always works best if you've been taking your daily Twitter pills. 
being exposed to a long-term trend of disinformation and hate will make you more susceptible and more likely to comment, share, or like a tweet that is fake outrage. You know, why would anybody do this? It's because now there's a financial incentive to do it. Yeah. It's not just about clout. It's that X will pay you to be a stalking, harassing son of a bitch who talks about Nazis just to inflame people and make mm -hmm. people upset and cause legitimate outrage at the, you know, usually racist, homophobic, transphobic, xenophobic, any kind of, any kind of prejudice and hate that will get people's blood boiling, rightfully so, mm -hmm. um, just to drive engagement and clicks, because that's all yep. it is now. And yep. they're going to have to compensate. Twitter's, I think, ad revenue, Musk said, was down 60%, which, of course, in a not at all anti-Semitic tweet, he blamed entirely on a Jewish organization, uh, not because of the Nazis on the website. It's the Jews who were to blame. And um, he's got to compensate for that traffic somehow. You did a check mark. So Elon Musk blaming, I think it, this was the big fight with uh, ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, right? Um, about, you know, yeah, saying that it was somehow their fault that things were not going well on Twitter. When, I mean, he, he, you know, basically set the whole thing on fire when he bought it. So it's kind of ridiculous. But well, And then to go so far as to say he's going to sue the ADL specifically for encouraging people to drop advertising. It's called a boycott. It's perfectly legal. Um, oh. When the ADL was not the only organization to be a part of that effort, he's literally singling out the largest Jewish organization advocacy group in the world and targeting them for calling him a Nazi who is allowing people to target Jews. And it's, Oh my God. Just what a dumb idiot. Like, I can't believe anybody ever thought that he was intelligent or charming. No, he's horrid. Uh, he's an emerald mine apartheid baby and never really done shit in his whole life, uh, except for be the dad. Everything that he's bought his way into X, apparently, because that's what he wanted to name PayPal and a whole bunch of other things. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm, I've been over Elon Musk. Um, and it's just, it's sad that he's filling in this, what had been like a very useful social media tool too. I think for me, it's like, I'm missing the news. I'm missing like, like all the things that used to be valuable there. Um, yeah, it's just like a cesspool of, of Nazis and, and trolls now, unfortunately. Yeah, it's, um, it's really unfortunate. And there's not a single platform that's kind of rose up yet to absorb what it used to be. <clears throat> yeah. And that's because, you know, I think the number one reason is, is that people can't transfer all of the accounts they're following or all the accounts they're following them easily into another platform. As soon as somebody does that, then you're going to see a lot of people jumping ship because they don't want to have to start all over again. And, right. um, for people who chase clout, that is really the only thing they care about. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so it's it's shitty on Twitter. Um, we're all going to go down with the ship, I feel. He's going to have, Saudi Arabia is going to call in those loans eventually. And um, he's not going to have enough money to pay for it. 
Well, right. And what was that about? He had taken like a billion dollars from SpaceX right before as well. I mean, hopefully there's accountability somewhere. Yeah. Good luck with that. In the corporate world, accountability is, is few and far between. And I mean, whistleblowers now have pretty good financial incentives to, you know, report wrongdoing, especially financial wrongdoing from private organizations and companies. And so if someone hypothetically just throwing this out there were to blow the whistle and fraud on going at Twitter, you would be entitled to a percentage of whatever costs are recovered. There have been whistleblower cases where the whistleblowers walked away with billions, wow. billions with a B. And so, I mean, for like state employees like me, there's caps on the amount that you can get in back pay and salary and punitive damages, so on and so forth. But um, so doing it for the money at the state level is ridiculous. Just give it up. Yeah. But for corporations, yeah, you get a cut of that. So just putting that just out saying, there. Throwing just it out there. The universe, you know, this great with anybody at Twitter. Organizations and we have a net, you know, network of underground safe houses and stuff. If you just wanted to, you know, come, we know which journalists you can trust and which ones you can. So feel free to talk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I'm, I'm tired of the viral outrage too. Um, it's really one of the saddest parts about the updates in our political system, uh, along with the, you know, incredible lying <laughs> disinformation. It's let's make this shit go viral too. So everybody knows all the insane things that we're saying and doing. So, Oh, speaking of doing and saying insane things, a fun thing, just to kind of switch gears a little, to see how Lauren Boebert got thrown out of Beetlejuice for vaping and being a trashy hoe. That was kind of funny. I, I have seen so many sexist comments since that happened that I'm really trying to avoid doing that because most of the time, I even with people I don't like, I think that that's a low blow. But... In my defense for what I'm about to say, she did have to keep adjusting her dress, like, all throughout all of the videos. She's, like, tugging. Them titties are not real. And so they're, they're about as real as the election conspiracy fraud stuff that's going on. All you have to do is look at a picture from a couple years ago. And uh, she, she did not appropriately plan for being on camera as being tossed out by security with them titties out because it was just... It was a hot mess, hot mess girl. I mean, I wear I like yeah. I was like wondering, I was like, what is going on? Yeah, she kept, she keeps pulling on it. You can see like it's not fitting. I think she probably got a boot job and had that dress before and thought that it would still fit, and it's clearly not. I mean, it was like down. It was like on the fringes of the nip, and it just it was a hot, hot mess. And um, I like yeah. the vaping part. The vaping part was my favorite. It's just like. Vaping in the theater. Security footage of what they were doing that was so bad they had to be thrown out, to be honest. Like, let's face it, people don't like Lauren Boebert, especially in Denver. I guess like a liberal hot pod, and she's just going to come in there and be loud. Now, I don't think that should get somebody kicked out of a play. Um, I think it was the vaping, actually. Like, you can't just smoke it. I don't know it. what the rules are about. In Florida, I think you can. I don't know. I don't know what those rules are. But it seems like a lot to get, like, I don't know, you know, 
I'd like to see it. They don't show anything until like they're throwing them out. So. I I just kind of like saw it. it. Was like, haha, that's funny. That's why Beetlejuice is trending and. Yeah, well, I mean that it did help Beetlejuice trend. I will give it credit for that. But Which, like, by the way, I know most of the songs for. If you like get drunk and you're out having fun with your boyfriend or whatever the person that she was with was, and you're having fun and you have a stressful job and blah blah blah, then you should be able to get a little rowdy without being kicked out of a theater, you know. But I mean, maybe go to the bar instead of the theater. Yeah, it also kind of depends on how much the tickets were. If I paid like ten bucks to go see something, eh, I'm probably not going to care that much if somebody's being a little you know rowdy uh, but like, like 100 you shut the hell up and let me watch yeah. every hundred dollars worth second of this play yeah not cheap not cheap yeah but uh that, that impacts the experience i think but um I, I try i try to like i try not to be like you know the low blow comments and stuff but if you're smoking indoors you're you're a trashy hoe that's all i'm gonna say yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it's the it's weird rules everywhere. I, I've never smoked or vaped or done anything. Um, but weed is legal though in Cal in Colorado. So is she, I mean, is she allowed to smoke a blunt inside, or is that like cigarettes? You're not allowed to. Do I would say anything. probably not in the theater. Yeah, these don't feel like theater rules. It just goes up into the ceiling. The giant pot smoke ring at the top, just more <laughs> over. But um. <clears throat> Is this even going to impact like her election? That I think is what the real thing is there because she at both times won by like the skin of her teeth. Like mm -hmm. it was very extremely close. It's one of the closest mm -hmm. races in Congress that people are looking to flip. And so mm -hmm. you would think every little bit would count and dash of sexism would probably favor the Democrats and getting some maybe prudish, you know, moderate Republican middle-aged people to vote against her, but that's also a horrible thing to do. But at the same time, they're trying to destroy democracy. So keep America a nation of laws or make fun of the titties. I don't know. This is very, very like these are, these are tough questions. I'm conflicted. Hey, but speaking of destroying our democracy, so Kevin McCarthy greenlighted the investigation into Joe Biden impeachment. But nobody can say what the hell it's about. <laughs> no, that's that's fun. That's fun. Uh, this is another part of his, like, let's bow down to this fringe part of the party, which this is actually like, I looked at this, you know, the whole thing that he's trying to do. He's like, okay, well, if I give him an impeachment, then maybe like they'll stop trying to come from my job but i believe that matt gates said that he was going to come after his job anyway and i think he had a quote today where he was like go ahead and file the bill or you know whatever file the motion to remove kevin mccarthy because he's tired of playing these games so turns out giving these cry baby far right extremists their little wish to have joe biden impeach for their own political reasons because they're aligned with trump uh is turning out to be a shitty strategy by kevin mccarthy well that i did like what kevin mccarthy said in response to matt gates comments though and he said he's just he basically said this look matt gates is just mad because we didn't drop the ethics investigation into his sex trafficking and minors and i was like oh shit you're under investigation matt gates and he just let everybody know it and 
you're not gonna get away with it. Oh, go Kev! He I just uh, he just dropped that one, huh? Oh yes, he did. He came out hard, and I was like, ah! Basically, said Matt Gates was trying to blackmail him to get his investigation in the ethics committee or whatever uh, tossed, and he didn't. So, well, oh, boy. But um, today is gonna have to be a short episode because you've got to cut this up <laughs> from all the interruptions. <laughs> but we'll, been, we'll throw in, we'll add in the uh, the baking with Becky, baking with Becky, so you can see it here as well. Um, but yeah, we're just just good to have you back. Uh, we'll be back on weekly now, putting out our episodes uh, Thursday evening, and uh, as we're looking at what's going on in politics and following the misinformation and disinformation from all over the nation, we are here and glad to have you back here. We're with us, Rebecca. Yeah, and next week we are definitely going to touch on the whole Starlink Ukraine Croatia thing because uh, there is a lot to talk about there. So Ooh. we will see you guys next week. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us here for Misinformational with Rebecca Jones. I've been your co-host, Dr. Cindy Beignet, and this is brought to you by Big Mouth Media. And we'll hope that you get a subscription for $4.99 a month to get this delivered straight to your inbox. Also, we have the Everything Plan for $19.99 a month, and that helps us keep everything going here at Big Mouth Media. And you can see all about that on the plans and pricing page at BigMouthMediaFL.com. Thanks so much for joining us here, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.